0: I'm Kelly Rose Lam and
1: I'm Emma Sato. Welcome to Roger That, the Anti-Ghosting Framework. We believe great communication
0: is simpler than you think, and it's the key to connection. We are here to break the silence on ghosting and investigate the world of modern communication. Kelly, can you tell me why we're here? We're here because we care about communication. I would say almost desperately and more than that connection. And we wanted to talk a lot about ghosting, which is a very interesting phenomena that needs attention.
1: Why, why are we starting our project? Roger that with ghosting.
0: Well, ghosting is this very elusive reality that has, I would say popped up in modern communication that a lot of people talk about in a way that I think is maybe not the most thorough. It's this very shared lived experience of something that's happening in the dating world, but more complex than that. And we think uh, a area where communication is actually being truncated and cut off and something that needs to be talked about. Hmm. I love that. Um, What do you think? Why are we here?
1: Ooh, I think we're here because we think there's more to, what's going on in our broader culture with communication than just what people are talking about and ghosting is something that um people love 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 to chat about but we found through in our lives and through the research we've been doing for this um project that there's a lot more at stake and there's a lot more um underlying cause to the to the like phenomenon of ghosting than people are really admitting in their day-to-day conversation. And so we think it's really worth talking about. Should we maybe define ghosting for the purposes of this podcast and this episode? Definitely. Go for it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. So for us, we've defined ghosting as the sudden and unexpected withdrawing or ceasing of all communication in a relationship or a conversation where a response was exp- um you might have your own definition for ghosting and you might implement that in different ways, speaking to the listener here. <laughs> uh, but that's the one that we're working with because we think it is concise and also
0: helps us define what is and isn't ghosting. Do you want to add anything to that, Kelly? No, it's a great definition. I think the only thing I would add is what allows us to speak on this topic. And I think it's been a really interesting uh, conversation for us for these last 10 months. Coming up to a year, why are you personally talking about ghosting, Emma? Hmm,
1: that's that's such a good question because I feel like that's part of my insecurity with this project is like, what right do I have to speak on this topic of communication when I already feel like it's something that I have a lot of room to improve in? like I've certainly certainly ghosted people. I've ghosted people before the project and I've ghosted people during the project. Like I've ghosted people while telling people I'm working on a project about ghosting. So it's not something that I think is that I've above in any way. Um I think what gives me the confidence to speak on communication and to start a conversation about this topic is just that I think it's worth having and I don't see um that conversation happening in a way that excites me. And so I think that's part of what made me want to do this
0: project. What about you? Well, I feel really curious about current trends. And I think more than having all of these really quick answers, I think being curious about what's happening for people in the dating world, in family life, in in your career as it relates to communication and ghosting is so interesting and so i would view myself as like a curator of experiences versus being you know a communication specialist and through Mm -hmm. curating all these experiences and understanding people's stories it's been really fun to talk about how to navigate them but like you i think i'm on my own journey of communication and being a bold communicator and willing to talk through hard moments but definitely not an expert but loving loving the sharing of stories and going, oh my goodness, we're all the same and we all respond this way. And what if we could like lean in a little bit more? So does that make Not, sense?
1: Yeah, totally. I think that's really good context for what, what we're trying to do here. I hope this isn't overshare, but bo- both of us grew up in families where our parents were pastors. So I feel like for me, The meaning of communication has always been uh, public speaking communication, and so I've always I've grown up with a high emphasis on what it means to be a good good communicator with people who are arguably professional communicators, and with people telling me I'm a great communicator, I'm a clear speaker, I can articulate myself. Um, But going into more adult interpersonal relationships like friendships and dating and family the meaning of good communication starts to change from just that standing in front of a crowd. It's a completely different skill. So I think part of wanting to dig
0: deeper into this project is also just wanting to define what it means for me to be a good communicator. Such a good point. And then, there's very clear guidelines for communication in these like very specific settings that you're in in life, like communicating, you know, with a spouse or communicating conflict or communicating at work. And what we're trying to get at with Roger that is this like in these more like elusive settings and and relationships that aren't necessarily defined. How do you want to be uh, an honest communicator? So, yeah, well said. And it's definitely not an overshare. We should definitely talk about our backgrounds.
1: I think we should overshare on the pod for sure.
0: Yeah, wow, who wants to be triggered people by people it? <laughs> who wants the dirty details on both of our lives? Uh, stay tuned for episode two. I think the Just new kidding. rule, though, we love rules, and we then love to break them, as we can only share about each other's life. Oh, <laughs> no. that's going to go. Yeah, Actually,
1: if great. you told my stories of ghosting and getting ghosted, they'd probably sound much juicier and more funny. <laughs> Maybe you should tell my story. <laughs> that would be hilarious. And then she said... Never believe it she went out with him again <laughs> <laughs> also known as submarining <laughs> yeah check out our instagram
0: speaking of stories emma tell us a story of uh, either being ghosted or ghosting okay um which one do you think i should do i have both mm-hmm. let's join the cacophony of people talking about it and talk about being ghosted okay Sh-
1: i'm so super down for that okay um, let's hear so, it. Okay, so the story is going to make me look like a darn fool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buckle uh, up. we're nothing if not relatable. This is a relatable podcast. Ugh. So, okay. So I went on a hinge date with a guy. Um, it was a great first date. Like I had a good time. Um, how much detail should I go into on this? <laughs> as much as you want to give, quite honestly. <laughs> okay. So we, and I won't say his name, but I don't think he's going to be listening. I would be actually shocked and appalled if he was listening. <laughs> actually, if he listened, I would be really happy, to be yeah, honest. Totally. I would honestly
0: make my year. And we can call him a breadcrumber while we're at it. If he's like yeah, following along on all your socials, you know? I, yeah, who knows? Um, so we went out on a date.
1: It was nice. It was regular. I would say it was regular, but it was nice. Um, I ended up hooking up with him on that date in a way that I found quite enjoyable. Like it felt like something I wanted to do. It was fun. I had a great time. Uh, I went back to my house and I didn't hear from him for, I think about a week. And during that time, I was pretty bummed because I was excited to see him again. Turns out he was actually on a surf trip. both <laughs> <laughs> <Most> darn <laughs> surf trips. Most darn <laughs> surf trips. For those of you who don't live in the Pacific, Pacific Northwest, um, surf trips are just a big part of our everyday life. People come and go. <laughs> We've come trips. and go. we actually come and gone on some of them, too. <laughs> uh, I'm actually kind of racking my brain trying to remember what happened next. Then I think what happened next is he ultimately did text me back. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, where have you been? OK, whatever. I think we went out again. And then that time um after that time i texted him in the vein of kind of requesting a more serious date like not requesting but i was like let's grab dinner let's you know make pasta together or something like that no response at all for days like at all um and i was i was pretty frustrated because i felt like i had already been like lightly ghosted once and then i a couple weeks later, he popped up on Hinge again. He liked me, which means that he was like taking the first small initiative. And I actually went off on him on Hinge, which is pretty unusual <laughs> for me. I'm a little bit conflict averse, but I was like, that's a pretty bold move from somebody who ghosted me. And this kid has the audacity to start telling me that he, lo- he lost his phone, which I mean, for those of you who are anxious girlies like me. You're always imagining someone's lost their phone. That's the first thing you think of, but totally. I mean, especially if it's an Android. If oh my gosh, it was an Android. See, plausible. Such an Android guy. For like, maybe people are gonna judge me and be like, "Girl, you're so delulu. He didn't lose his phone." <laughs> but I actually really think he did. He was super ADHD, and he was already telling me about how he'd lost stuff. Anyway, this isn't the end of this, but I think I should probably wrap it up. He, yeah. I was super mad. I ended up same again. Like he just kind of kept popping up in my life every few months. And like, I just ne- wanted the validation and, and kept, kept, uh, biting on the hook he was setting out. But ultimately a few months ago, I did permanently delete his number and our chat.
0: Whoa. So who so, at the end of the day, who actually ended up ghosting? He ended up. So ghosting I
1: would argue that he's ghosted me. Okay. Many times. I, I mean, it- Maybe it, it pushes the definition that we gave out of ghosting because it happened many times and he would come back after like weeks or months. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's more like a submarine. Um, right. But he did ghost me. Like I think every time that our conversation died, I had our, I had sent the last text. And he just wouldn't respond. He just wouldn't respond. Hmm. Pretty lame. Yeah. Pretty lame. Honestly. I mean, you know, I look back on the initial dates that we went on and I think I had a lot higher of expectations than maybe, you know, would have been merited by what was going on. So there's definitely room to say that, like, I was part of the problem. But I think that communication pattern is super frustrating. And it definitely led me to not be able to evaluate clearly whether or not he was a good fit for me. Because I was so consumed by the on and off of the ghosting that I kind of had... I felt like I didn't really have a choice. I just was like, aha, I have to go. So... That's my story. Kelly, what about you?
0: Yeah, well, Emma, thanks for talking about your experience. You're welcome. And sharing your story. Um, my ghosting story, this individual awkwardly does still follow me on social. So potentially, I mean, he'll know who he is. Friend and of the pod. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Unintentional friend of the pod. But this is maybe circa 20... Nine, eighteen, 18 maybe mm. um this was actually a family friend from when i was a child um so you think you know because there's connection um you think because you have the shared history and you still know a lot of the same people you know you still follow all these common people on instagram and facebook that there there isn't the potential of ghosting we because there's a
1: strong real right. social network existing exactly with like social consequence and
0: so you follow think, through you'd think you'd think and that's kind of you know after being ghosted before a few times you go like oh that's really not a fun experience oh somebody that i've met in the real world not on the apps and um, we ran into each other and ended up going on a few dates they were super fun um he he's a great guy good conversationalist and it was at that point where you're like okay we've been on probably three or four pretty purposeful dates. Um, and then all of a sudden, I feel like his demeanor toward me changed um, slightly, you know, when you start reading into things where you're like, mm-hmm. I feel like you're like being a little less intentional, and you're maybe not responding as quickly, you're like getting the vibe that somebody's changed their opinion of you, which is completely fine. That's like literally the whole point of dating. But instead of doing anything about that, he just like essentially elongated the communication pattern to just like maybe taking a day to respond, then two days. And then he eventually like didn't respond. And at that point I was kind of more, well, I've always been maybe a little bit more aggressive in my communication style, but I was like, Hey, like want to, want to talk about what's changed or do you want to have any conversation? He didn't respond until a few weeks later and basically said like, I was at a funeral. Um, and that was the only, that was like the last thing I ever heard from him was basically like, I'm so sorry. I was at a funeral with no explanation there was no ramification for him of just like literally cutting off all communication with i was at a funeral i was like oh of you know somebody i know of your of your parent like how dramatic is this and so you're like sucked into somebody else's vortex of grief apparently apparent grief you really want to believe them but then you're also like is that a is that an excuse for why you don't want to just like be like hey i'm actually not into you which in my opinion would have been so much better
1: Totally. So it was just, like,
0: very strange kind of coming into somebody's world, having this, like, pretty intense connection, and then them just kind of leaving and and just saying I was at a funeral and then never hearing from them again. That's, like, an interesting
1: one because he first kind of ghosted you and then sort of gave you, like, a super, I would say, less than half-assed
0: answer. Definitely, even though he was the last one to say, oh, I was at a funeral, which is, I, I guess I shouldn't say it like that because somebody in his life died, which is quite sad. But I would still call it ghosting because I think based on the connection we had and the like intentionality he had, I mm-hmm. think there's, there should have been more of an explanation. Like it still felt like communication was severed.
1: Mm-hmm. And so I
0: still think you can say like, somebody could have texted bye, and it would still feel, and if that's all they said after like, purposeful dates to me it would still feel like it's it still has the emotional impact of feeling like you've been ghosted and you still kind of navigate that ambiguous grief of what happened where did this person go what did i do so even though he was the last one to say like this is why i didn't respond it still still felt like ghosting i think what is interesting about communication
1: that the communication that i'm experiencing the last few years is it's so influenced by our phones and the Mm -hmm. ways that we there's a whole layer of communication that's happening now on our phones that um, follows different rules than the communication we have face to face would you say that
0: that's kind of true I would absolutely agree there's all this etiquette like on this app, this is ghosting. If it's text message, it's not – like there's there's another layer of etiquette around communication, either good mm-hmm. or bad, because of technology, for sure. It's almost like another layer of
1: um, etiquette, but like not etiquette in the sense of it's driven by a desire to be polite or kind or accommodating to other people. So – that- It's It's not helping anyone. These expectations we really have.
0: What would you call them? Like, really, would they be communication trends, communication habits? What What is it? But you're right. Etiquette is definitely this like implicit in that is the like politeness slash care for another. So it's certainly not that. But there are there are rules that you know when you're breaking. Well, etiquette is also an interesting word because it does help to sort of describe
1: how it can feel really aggressive to send meaningful or more substantial communication through text, like to say like, Hey, I was really hurt. They didn't respond to text that can appear like insane to a lot of people.
0: Yeah. And what it is, it's like a code. There's like a code of conduct, code around, of conduct good. around modern communication as it relates to Dating app, you're never going to email a friend a serious friendship email, or maybe you are. Some, it's happened to me before in a ghosting context, got ghosted by a friend by email. Uh. <laughs> oh, dear. We'll save that one for episode 40 coming to you <laughs> in three years. Um, you know, but so all of these communication platforms do have these kind of code of conducts that somehow we all know. But mm-hmm. Emma, how did we come to know them? What, what has changed? I mean, I think
1: we've, at least in the time that I've been online we've seen them develop like they've been crafted and they've evolved as like time has gone on which is honestly something i find so interesting um we should do like a deep dive into this but you know it's acceptable to just like someone's message on instagram but over text like many people find that a little bit under Underwhelming or under responsive. You can say certain things or like communicate in a certain style on Snapchat or even on Messenger or in a group chat. Uh, But that's those expectations are less, are not the same for having someone's phone number or even like having someone's phone number is perceived as a much higher connection than messaging them on a dating app or messaging them on Instagram. So all of that I think impacts the way that we communicate and the perceived uh like value or accountability level of a connection.
0: Great point. Yikes. <laughs> Complicated. L O L. Somehow we all just learned this over the past like decade. Thanks, world. Thanks, world. <laughs> Hello world. <Yay>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Emma just curious with this new code of conduct around these different platforms and the way we communicate, what in your opinion has made ghosting more prevalent? Hmm.
1: I think, and this is not my original opinion. I think this is something we've kind of researched and read a little bit about. Um, So maybe there's going to be more that we uncover, but I think that the, the general consensus is that as we've uh, gotten access to social media networks in the last 10 or 15 years, our perceived number of social connections has drastically expanded. So instead of having 15 close friends or acquaintances that you see in your everyday life, you now might have hundreds of friends on Facebook and Instagram and like lots of different pl- platforms, Discord, Snapchat. I don't know what you guys are, <laughs> I don't know what everyone's using, but, and then those, the value of those is not as high because you don't interact with those people face to face and you don't necessarily have tangible connection to that person. And so, for example, in the context of a dating app, if you're messaging someone that you've only ever chatted with or interacted with on a dating app, um, you don't perceive a whole lot of consequence from letting that person down in a communication in a communication way whereas Kelly if i was going on a date with someone you had introduced me to you would follow up you would say how was that date and i would say you know it was great or if it wasn't great i would probably say it wasn't that great and then you would say what are you going to do and i'd be like i guess i should tell them now we don't really have that level of accountability um to to like clear cut communication, dating is where the word ghosting has really popped up because it's been much more prevalent in that area. What what would you add?
0: Oh, well, you've hit all the markers. I would have hit. I just think that because we're so isolated and we live in a very, in, as cheesy it sounds and maybe annoying, a very individualistic society, yeah. less social collateral, we're less connected. I mean, my ghosting story kind of disproves this, but the ideal is that. There are these kind of moorings of connection that allow you to believe that when you are connected with somebody that you know from real life that you won't be ghosted. And these days we don't have that web of connection in the same way that we did, you know, even I would say even like 10 years ago because of most likely the apps. I think because that that web of connection is gone, it's just so much easier to ghost people where you don't owe them anything at where you don't, where you're never going to see them again. Your paths are never going to cross. They live in Burnaby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, geography is a big thing. So I, I do think we are in a much more like distant and fragmented society that doesn't really demand that we treat each other with that same level of communication.
1: What do you think about the idea that our cultural standard or cultural uh, strength in communication has decreased in as a result of social media like do you think ghosting could be related to also a, a weakness in communicating and do you think that's new or do you think that's just exacerbated
0: by these apps that we're communicating on i definitely think it's newer i mean i'm sure kind of whimsical communication has been a part of history since the dawn of time like if you, you know, what if all these old artists, instead of saying I hate your art, they just like never saw them again and moved to Rome, for example. I'm sure that happened. We don't have it documented, but we should trace ghosting back to its early days. <laughs> Lol, really good use Ghosting's of our time. Early days
1: started with, um, actually, yeah, sorry.
0: No, let's hear your Martha's early day Club. rendition. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, and the great Greek gods ghosted one another. Um, but I'll stop. But I do think because of technology, there has been a remarkable change in the level of communication. I think one, we're always distracted. Like even sometimes when I'm texting all my best friends, I am like on Instagram and they'll text me and I'll like move back to texting them and go back to Instagram or play Tetris. Like my communication even when I'm like talking to people I really care about and there's no, no amount of conflict, I'm still like partially engaged because there are all these other things coming my way. And so I just think mm-hmm. our like human ability to communicate deep, deeply and meaningfully has lessened. Mm-hmm. And I think as a culture, we're not really talking about our capacity for difficult communication, honest communication, real communication, because we can just kind of avoid the people we don't want to have that communication with. Mm hmm. Maybe that's too honest, but I also am trying really hard not to apologize anymore. So,
1: no, I think I think we're gonna have some hot takes on this pod, and I don't think we are trying to be a thousand percent right on all of them. I just think it's we're
0: theorizing, interesting
1: to yeah. We're definitely we're definitely pontificating at times, but what you were saying made me wonder if, um, sort of maybe just like the nature of our kind of Western world and. And the sheer amount of communication that we have access to is also just um, adding a level of complexity to our social networks that makes uh, regular interactions heightened and more stressful. Like, you know, it's it's not rare for me to wake up to a text from someone being like, I don't know what to say to this person. I don't really want to see them this weekend. What do you think I should do? Like... To be honest, those types of interactions are hard for all of us, but we have to do them so, it feels like we all have to do them so often, and often we bring other people into them. Maybe that's something that's been hard for people forever, but we just are now really exposed to on the daily.
0: Definitely. And even if you think to how much our society has changed, like were we ever meant to take in all of this information from even just like a new standpoint, it's like were we meant to take in all of these things happening globally and then mm-hmm. be connected to so many people and then, you know, have thousands of followers across all these different platforms that are all commenting on everything. Were we meant to grow to this amount of social capacity? And and if yes, what are the tools to manage that better so that we're kinder? yeah. But for me, it feels like we're kind of at capacity of social connections and then treating them well.
1: Our social capacity is the same, but like, it's just spread really thin through a lot more people.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's really ballooned. Can I have honest conversations with all of the people I know? Again, I think from the beginning of time, we've all had acquaintances. I have a handful of people in my life that I know fairly well that i would like, I spend time with, but what really is the depth of our conversation? So you're like maintaining all these kind of average, averagely honest communicative relationships that Mm -hmm. and and I think that's more common than having a few really deep, meaningful ones. So I just think there's like lots of relational management that's happening. And it's easy Mm -hmm. to to not respond to people that are more difficult. And that would be considered ghosting to a Mm -hmm. lot of people, but it's also hard to manage. It's hard to manage all, all these relationships
1: i wonder if there's also a component of ghosting which is something i really relate to which is like the illusion of instantaneous response or the like the expectation of a response or even like the access like a illusion of access to each other that we have because of Mm -hmm. our phones um creating kind of high expectations for what it looks like to engage and then because we're trying to meet those expectations with each other we're gauging in a downgraded way because it's impossible to it's impossible to like do a long form communication that's deep and thoughtful and nuanced and long in a short amount of time like in between meetings or during the day or
0: at lunch or something mhm i completely agree you it's know, also just we're not sitting so, down and
1: writing a letter like for hours.
0: <laughs> oh, but we could. Oh, but we could.
1: <laughs> oh, let's do that. When oh, we
0: shall. <laughs> That's Snail mail. This pod.
1: <laughs> yeah. What were you
0: going to say? I was just going to say i I think if I'm really honest with myself, I think there are probably a few relationships that I have friendships where the other party in the friendship would feel like I've ghosted them. Because I've been the one to elongate communication patterns in order to get a bit of breathing space because there's been a moment of conflict. So it's even like in my own life, you know, I've ghosted friends because I don't have the emotional bandwidth to walk through probably like a few months of conflict, getting through like pretty big differences in opinions around certain topics. Mm -hmm. So that's happening on like a friendship scale with a decade long history which grieves me quite honestly. It's like, how, how can we expect it not to be happening in these like very temporary, like n- non-important dating interactions? So yeah, I'm like making a case for ghosting somehow in this conversation, which I didn't really <laughs> see happening, but
1: <laughs> I think this is a really like, we're actually unpacking. I-, I feel like I'm having some thoughts I haven't had before, which is really fun.
0: It's not the best thing ever. It's literally yeah. my favorite day when I've had a new thought.
1: Me too. I love having a new thought. It's so exciting. <laughs> More One... people should try it. More people should try having a new thought. Not <laughs> to call you guys out, but some of your thoughts yeah. I've heard before. Have new thoughts. That's I've heard them thought. before. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I just thought of that I think is probably pretty obvious to other people, but the um, the fact that we have these social networks, which have now been around for a long time. Facebook has been around for, I think, over 15 years. Well, it might, I might be off on that. I think you're right. It means that people are remaining in the peripheral, in the periphery of our lives that I think we can definitely say in earlier times in history, we would have lost people out of our lives much more easily. You move to a new city. You can't see that person anymore. You, they move. You don't know their address. You can't write them a letter you know, they get married, you're in a different life stage, you just don't communicate. And therefore, like a lot of the transitions in life that lead to relationship challenges are avoided, because you're just not in contact. But now That's we have a great these point. people kind of lurking in the corners of our lives, with some of them having different expectations, some of us having expectations about what it looks like to maintain friendships and relationships together. Or even just getting kind of annoyed with each other and reaching out
0: <laughs> uh i really agree with your thoughts and love these new thought moments we should incorporate this into our newsletter our new thought of the week <laughs> people are gonna love us um are <laughs> gonna be like shut up anyways oh now i'm gonna have to mark this podcast explicit because i said shut up
1: is that explicit i think so no way
0: well what if these teeny boppers are listening we can't be Should bad influencers bad word even though i wasn't allowed to say it until i was yeah 15. i wasn't either nor fart okay so uh-oh Me <laughs> there's a Anyways. character
1: in cars called snot rod and i'm calling out my parents on this one but they didn't let us say snot we had to call him s rod oh my goodness. i don't know what they were afraid of snot is just a regular word yeah what else what what would you say what would you have said instead of snot I think they were worried that we were going to start running around being like, it's not Rod, it's not Rod. But oh, interesting.
0: Making us say S-Rod only made it worse. Wow. Communication trends, tracing all the way back to childhood. This is phenomenal. Emma, I would love for you to talk about our name. Thanks, Kelly. You're welcome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So our name, Roger That. First off, huge round of applause to Kelly. Kelly for coming up with that. I just want to say that Kelly came up with that name. and I, Emma, I don't incredible. need the credit. It's a team sport. Well, you can cut this
0: if you want to. <laughs> okay. I'm going to keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> keep it in. This. Okay. Keep going. Keep the okay, keep no affirmation problem. flowing. I do love okay. affirmation. Communication. Affirmation. Yeah.
1: So our name, Roger That, is inspired by the phrase Roger that, which a lot of people know it means the message has been received. And it's a phrase that was developed within the military because the word received was hard to hear over, over the radio. Um, And so they started using the word Roger, which then uh, the letter R was represented by the word Roger in the military alphabet. Um, Today, the NATO alphabet is more commonly used. So the letter R is represented by the word Romeo. But back in the day, it was Roger. So Roger, that means received and understood. And we think it's a really powerful representation of what we're trying to do with this project because we as we were conceptualizing what we wanted to, what we want to explore and, and communicate with with Roger that, we realized that it wasn't just about um, the message being super clear. It was also about an acknowledgement of receiving the message and understanding it. So it's a two way
0: communication um, channel. Do you, do you want to add anything to that, Kelly? No, it's so well said and explained. I love the received and understood. Uh, like you just said, to keep, to create that reciprocity in communication that I think these days is missing. And so I, yeah, Love, love the name, love what we're after. Uh, Yeah. Thanks for explaining that, Emma.
1: Thanks for asking, Kelly. And thanks for coming up with it.
0: Oh my goodness. Thanks for the credit. I didn't need it, but I appreciate it. We all love affirmation. Well, Emma, I have loved this conversation. I just want to quickly talk about what's coming and tell people what to expect. One thing that we're really excited for is unpacking the stories that have been submitted so far. We keep getting these Stories that people are giving us through the website, and it's been so fun to read those. We are, in the coming shows going to be reading a story and then talking about it. So we really believe that stories are this very profound way for us to share common experiences and talk about our lived experience to unpack ghosting and communication. So if you want your story featured, share your story. AskRogerThat.com, there's a little submit button. We would just really love to hear from you. So give us your story if you want to. Emma, would you say anything about the sharing of stories?
1: Uh, Only that we want stories of getting ghosted and also of ghosting. We want all kinds of stories, not just romantic. You don't need to be young. You can be old. You You can be any age. It can be unclear whether it was ghosting. It can be about communication. I
0: would just say send them all. We want to send all of your stories. And then a lot of people have asked, can I send a story that's not necessarily in the romantic context? And we would say absolutely. Yes. We love, love, love stories of getting ghosted and of ghosting in, in all contexts. So everything is open right now. We're talking mostly about ghosting in the romantic sense. We think all those stories are really powerful. So send them our way. Um, In the coming weeks, we're also going to keep releasing our newsletter. So you should sign up for that. And we will be announcing our framework in the new year. So we are pumped to tell you more about that. We're keeping it a secret for now. Don't hate us, but we are excited to bring you along on that journey. So thanks for, thanks for coming along.
1: Thanks for following along. Thanks for being here. Kelly, roger that. Roger that, Emma.